He's a seven million dollar bull rider. In this game, you gotta have that dog. Well, we're back. Episode five, and we've got all wheels back on. Weasel is with us again. I'm back. Finally. Absolutely. Only took you a bit. Yeah. Been so, busy, mate. Been busy. Been busy. Been busy. So, yeah, Caden's with us as well, as always. He never lets the team down, but we're joined today with Lane Mellers. How you going, mate? Pretty good. Thank you, boys, for having me on, and, yeah, I'm pretty excited to be here. Yeah, no worries. It's good. Um, we thought of you as your, you know, great mentor in the sport and so forth, and, you know, you've been around a lot, and... Um, you know, you've you're pretty. You know, you got a good reputation in the sport, so it'll be good to to talk about and get the insight on that. Um, but yeah, what have you been up to? No, not too much, mate. Just had a newborn baby, so just been looking after her and looking after my missile and yeah, trying to buck a few bulls here when we can and do a bit of work on the other days. Yeah, how's that going? How's the dad life treating you? Oh, it's pretty good, but Nick does most of the work and I drink a few beers and help yeah. out where I can. Eh? <laughs> yeah. I think it's something that I wouldn't want to do is change the diapers or get up at all hours of the morning to attend to the kid. I'd be like, hey, you're up. Oh, yeah. Actually, last night I was with a bloke who showed me a photo of his daughter the night before or the morning before, sorry, and um, walked into her room and uh, she was standing up in the cot and she had shit smeared across her face oh, and all no. over the wall and I was like, I'm not prepared for that. <laughs> I'd be going back to work. Yeah. See you later. <laughs> have, you, have you had any... Experience like that yet? Oh, I've been crapped on a few times oh. now. <laughs> I swear, every time I put her in the bath, it's just shit on dad's arm time, mate. <laughs> oh, mate, I'd be closing my eyes, just walking, going, take, take it. <laughs> yeah. Get it away from me. <laughs> I'd be gagging the whole time too. <laughs> I oh, thought I'd be crazy. worse, but it's not too bad. But, uh, yeah, I definitely... Um, I wouldn't do it for a mate anyway. Like it had to be my own child for sure. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Oh, absolutely. Um, so where, where? Let's go back to the start with you. Where did it all start? How old were you? Where'd you? How'd you get into it? Uh, I just was uh, ten years old, living in Bow Desert there, and seen the local radio, and just sort of did had a day with me mate to ride a potty calf, and I actually got pretty lucky and got on one that just walked and come forth there and got one six dollars twenty and i would never won money before in my life and just thought well jesus christ i'm set yeah right up. so it wasn't <laughs> it didn't come into like the um from your family or anything like that it was kind of are you like the first you say generation oh i'd say i'm the first uh bull rider you know that i i can remember but um brian king my uncle he had bucking bulls and whatnot so once i started riding i wasn't hard to get into it with my family and then Dad obviously bought bulls and my brothers all ride and it's just kept going. Yeah, and it's going pretty good now. How did that help? How did that help you out having like that, like you said, Brian King to help you out through like getting on bulls and that was that a big part of your journey so far? Oh, it was massive, especially um, I moved to Mandubra when I was about fourteen, and yeah, he got me on bulls nearly every single day. And without Brian and Kerry and Candice and Justin, I just wouldn't even have gone anywhere near to where I've been and where I want to go yeah how do you go um coming up through the ranks obviously you started at potties was that did you go like full-time like chasing potty titles and that or do you come were you just local one here and there or a few close ones no I went pretty stupid on them my parents I bet they wish I'd just quit because I was getting asking to get flown to Rocky one weekend and then 
going all the way down to St. Lawrence and New South Wales and stuff like that. And, you know, I'm only there to win 10 bucks. Like, <laughs> they don't want to be there. Cost 400 to get there. Yeah. <laughs> Profit. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, so going from, from going from there, um, you obviously went up to Junior Bulls and um, Novice and Open. When did you start hitting the, the big leagues? Oh, I don't know. I started my first Open Ball at a rodeo. I was 15 and it was at, um, at Mundubba Rodeo and... I was lucky enough to get second there and I just never looked back from there. I just wanted to go, go, go. The first weekend um, that I turned 18, I went straight to PBR and just tried to never look back. Now I'm getting a bit old, a bit sore, slowing down <laughs> yeah. a little bit. Yeah, and you just won that title there the other weekend too, up at Rocky. Yeah, I got a bit, a bit lucky there. That would have been pretty special to you as well because your daughter was just born... Just yeah. before that, wasn't it? Yeah, only six days old. So, yeah, it was awesome. That actually, the day that I found out that we were having her, um, I won the bull ride that weekend out the first one of those series and then come to the bloody last one the day a uh, uh, week after she was born and won the title. It was good. Yeah, that's awesome. That'll be, that'll be a good story to you know, be able to tell her later in life hmm. about that. Yeah, so um, obviously you've been around a bit. Um, where has bull riding taken you? Oh, I've been very lucky. Um, probably not as, you know, a massive career as it should have been, but, you know, I've been to America over 30 times now and Canada and whatnot, lucky enough to win a Rookie of the Year here in Australia in the PBR and also in Canada the following year. But, uh, yeah, I don't know, got to go on the UTB a couple of times and whatnot and just... It's not maybe the greatest career, but it uh, for me it was definitely definitely been fun so far. <laughs> oh, sure, a big career, especially coming from Australia. Like not many people obviously achieve or go to places that that you've been. There's only a few that are lucky enough to back themselves to do that, and that's obviously something that you've done throughout your career. Is back yourself. I remember um, back in the day when we done a bit of rodeo on together. You know, we're going every weekend. We weren't worried about who was coming with us or. Um, whether you had to go by yourself, you just entered a bull ride and you'd go. So you would have spent many miles on the road. Oh, know? yeah, definitely. I bloody, um, always wanted to enter junior, novice and open the whole way through that I could. And then mm. when I started PBR and as soon as I went to America the first time on a bit of a stint, I had a bit of a rough trot and didn't win a whole lot of money. I went back again on a little bit of money and that same year I think I went over... 16 times in the one year I flew home and flew back going over there and ended up making a fair bit of money by the end of it and was, yeah, pretty comfortable, so I just kept kept upper. Yeah, that's awesome. 16 times flying that in a year. <laughs> I couldn't do it. Once a year is enough. That. Like <laughs> Once, oh, what is it, seven years since I went over, I went back over this year and that flight, I didn't miss it. Yeah. 17 hours, isn't it? Yeah, it's something like that. Oh. It's stupid. I got pretty lucky with my flight, saying the first one was the only one that I got bad luck with. I was in the middle seat next to two huge women. Like, they were huge. <laughs> I couldn't get out to go for a pee because I, I, like, I couldn't make them get out of the chair. Like, it was just painful to watch. And they were sleeping. They were, like, leaning on me. And I'm just, like, a little fella. I'm just sitting there like, this is got to be kidding. But then every other time I got lucky, like, I got nearly a whole row to myself every time where I could just stretch out, lay down with all the seat pillows and that. Jeez, you talk crap. That would have been the best trip of the world. Fellas, <laughs> 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 oh, the side of it. it. <laughs> <Just look. laughs> yeah, but um, how explain that moment when you obviously won the um, Australian um, rookie title 
Oh, it was pretty special. I um, I was been at college for uh, three months, and I sort of thought I was well. I was a fair way behind when I got back, and got lucky on my first ball. Uh, first ball back, I won a round. Uh, then the placed in the next couple, and when I fell off my short go ball, I sort of, you know, was a bit cranky. I was walking back to the dressing room, and Mort, bloody the shoot boss, grabbed me and he says, "Hey, don't go too far because uh, you're in." Michael Smith falls off this ball. Sorry to name shame you, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Michael. <laughs> he said, uh, uh, yeah, you'll win it. No, you know, I sat there and um, Michael started a good ride and then he fell off and I thought, oh, like, shit. Like, I felt terrible for Michael because he's one of my best mates, but, geez, I was a bit happy for myself in the same time, <laughs> eh? As you would have been because it would have been a long season chasing that. Like, you would have been going, flying in and out of airports down south up north, over west, you know, a bit everywhere. Oh, definitely. And when I actually come back from America at that time, that was one of my worst worst stints over there. And I, I called my old man before I got back. I said, I'm, I'm settling up. I'm I'm at the point that I want to give up for the first time in my life. I just don't know if I'm going to make it. And then I come back and just had, yeah, three good PBRs straight in a row. And I was like, nah, this is what I want to do. Yeah, it's awesome when you're back yourself. Um what was it? What's what was more special? Well, run us through the um, <laughs> weasel. You got whacking her on silent, mate. <laughs> Rookie. <laughs> only come the first two and forget how it rolls. <laughs> um, so running into your PBR Canada Rookie title that you won. How did you go? How did you go with that? Was that how did you? Was that more more special? The same, or was the Australian one more special? Oh, the Australian one definitely was more special. I um, I got re- very lucky when I went over. For the Canadian one, um, just had a great round of balls and just was winning a fair bit of money and having a good time. And well, I think by the time I got to the finals, I was only only might have been two rookies of the year there, and yeah, just got lucky with that one, I guess. But um, I uh, yeah, yeah, it was special to still win it over there. But a uh, fellow bull rider that was sitting second for rookie of the year, got injured and got injured pretty bad. So I ended up oh, yeah. half forfeiting my title to him because, you know, he deserved it. Mm, and he, had, he had a good year too. I remember um, I remember that young fellow actually when I was over there just starting to get on balls and um, had a lot of time from you. Really good kid. Yeah, yeah, I only got to meet him at a few events. But, yeah, he was always, you know, smiling and he's trying and he's riding good. So, yeah. yeah, I thought if he had the rest of the year there, he would have claimed her out for sure. Yeah, bloody oath. If you had to um, pick one moment through your career that stands out to you, the most memorable moment in your career, what would it be? Oh, definitely when I rode game on. I was um, going to bring that yeah. up. I was going <laughs> yeah. to say that. That would have been one. Well, it's a backstory on that. Obviously, we know, but for the people that are listening that don't know much about that bull and um, the amount of cowboys, I suppose, he put on the ground, the career that bull had for you to ride that bull. Tell everyone about that. Yeah, well, I was only 18 and I'd watched that bull my whole way up because he was one of my uncle's bulls. And, uh, yeah, it was his last night ever to be bucked and I think he bucked 140 fellas off at the PBR and whatnot. And I um, I said to my uncle when I got there that night, I said, I'm going to ride this bull tonight. And he goes, oh, you better make it to the short go to even get a chance. I made it to the short go and I walked straight up to him. I said, you watch this and... I walked out, I, was, I think I had second pick in the draft or third pick and there's, the boys were talking about how none of them were picking it and I was, I just walked out there, didn't even really give Warren the time of day to read the balls out and I just said game one, turned around and walked back. Like, 
I am the man. <laughs> <laughs> so you, so you, before you even got on him, you had all the confidence in the world that night. Oh, 100%. He, um, Brian used to have him at like little rodeos and if you won the bull ride that night, he would be the... The bounty bull. bull. Yeah, yeah, and I bloody asked him and asked him. There was a few rodeos there that i come second out and I said, oh, that, that fella don't want to get on him, eh? I'll get on him. Like, and he, bloody, I never got the chance to, so I'm glad I did that. On the, one of the biggest stages in Australia. So you only got on in the one time? Yeah, only the one time. I, Brian did say to me if he bucked me off that night at Brisbane, he said he'd give me one more go in the practice pen, yep. but I couldn't tell no one. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's awesome. And um, So, yeah, you end up being the only person ever to ride that bull. Yep, and it's the biggest photo in my house too, don't worry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's awesome. Beside your daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I think that photo is bigger still. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, unreal. But Actually, yeah. you, had a, you had a bull get out there the other day and um, I woke up to a bit of commotion across the road from me and um, anyway, thought, oh, what's going on here? And they said, Kane, come over here, there's a buddy, some rank-looking sideways-looking bull over here in this paddock and he's just tried to go me horse. Anyway, and, um, I was like, oh, right, I'll come over and have a look. Anyway, and I thought... Oh, who said so I put it in the group chat and, and I think Tyler Morgan was, yeah. was like, no, nah, the bastard's quiet. Like, he's, he's quiet as punch. And I was looking at him and I'm like, uh, this from Bull then. <laughs> <laughs> this fellow here. And then, um, yeah, no, we got him up there. And how far was that, you reckon? That would have been about four or five K. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good five K, yeah. We bucked him, bucked that bull that afternoon and it was – um. Oh, it was about 8 o'clock when I let him out of the yards and, what, 7 o'clock by the time he sent that Snapchat, like, <laughs> he'd, he'd motored down the road, that bugger. How's he gone now? Has he been bloody getting out or has he been pretty good? Or? No, he hadn't left the yards, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but he's a pretty good bull, eh? That, yeah. that video showed me, yeah. Yeah, no, he's um he's a real good bull that I purchased off Ryan Gill and, um you know, anything that's got Gillsies tags in them, they're going to yep. bark. Yeah. Yeah, no, I was And cruel fences. Oh, no, I, don't, I, I don't know. I think the other bulls might have thrown him over the fence. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Once they get the beating on him and that, he, he'll try and make movements. But um, obviously, um, recently oh, we spoke about that before, this before that you won that title. Where, like, where, where do you go from here? Oh, right now, you know, I um, I've sort of stepped away from the bull riding a little bit. Not, not completely. I still go within six hours radius, but um, yeah. just having a daughter, having a daughter and fiance and um i started my own fencing contracting business which uh you know at the start yep. it takes a fair bit to get clientele and whatnot but in the new year i'd like to get back and get it back into it properly and maybe even give um states one more go but yeah yeah for me bull riding is just something i like to do now it's not, not going to be a job for me you know yeah I'm, that's right yeah i don't, don't want to work as hard as you know, someone that's 17, but I want to still be right there. Yeah, and it's, it's good because, um, like I said before, like you're a great mentor for the sport and that, and you help a lot of people um, with coming up through um, throughout their career, I suppose you could say, like you take on a lot of young fellas and that, and, um, you know, you try and teach people the right way. And, um, like, I've seen a few um, Facebook posts and that that you put up about, um, like, your thoughts, which are the same on most of us Cowboys thoughts, well, are the same as, as that, as, um, you know, just the way you dress and the way you act and present yourself. And, you know, you've obviously always been like that throughout your career. You know, maybe even in the dressing room and that, like, as soon as Lane come in, everyone knows he's there. Biggest smile, fucking <laughs> Cahoo and carrying on. Woo! 
yeah. <laughs> but um, is that something that you're going to obviously continue doing is helping the um, sport come through and the young kids coming up and being that mentor and directing them in the right path, not the wrong path? Yeah, well, you know, some people that don't know me, you know, they do just hear the wolves in the dressing room and just the, you know, the little bit of carry on that I do because, you know, I'm, I'm having fun, but... You know, at the end of the day, I would want every bull rider to go there with the idea they can win, and they want to. If they want to practice three times a week or seven times a week, I'll run the bulls in for them, and I want everyone to have the opportunity I had. You know, so, some things I have, you know, fallen off the paddy wagon with that. You know, probably cost me a title or two. So I'm just glad to show fellas where I think I went wrong and where they can go better. And, you know, it makes me feel better about my own bull riding then too. Mm. Yeah, because I suppose just a you know a little bit of advice, you can help someone, even if it's a kid or, or an older person that's just getting on for their first time, you know, you gain that respect from them as well. But not only that, you can nearly change their career um, in, in a way, you know, just that little bit of advice that from what you've learnt going down the road um, and then passing that on to someone um, can be like a game changer. Oh, yeah, definitely, like. You know, when I was a bit younger, I liked I liked beers afterwards. Don't worry, and I still don't mind. As we all, <laughs> well, I still don't mind a beer, but you know, you got to get a bit more. If I was a bit more focused, I reckon I could have been going a bit further. And that's what I try and steal and instill in the boys that come to home. Like, yeah, there's a time to party and we'll do whatever, but you got to have a physically mental head. Just you're going in to win, and that's it. Like you're gonna pick the baddest bull in the pen, and you're gonna ride that son of a bitch. Yeah, that's right. There's no no bloody no point in going for second. No, nah, if I bugger that and doesn't pay as good. <laughs> no, that's exactly right. <laughs> and you don't get that hardware either. No, that's it. There in 2019, I come second at a lot of PVRs, and you know I thought I do remember that year too. <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ, my wallet is filling up, but my wall is not. So this <laughs> sucks. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, it's something, and, and obviously. Um, getting to where you are, you've taken um, been to the practice bin, I suppose, a lot, which I think a lot of kids don't understand these days. You look at the likes of Aaron Cly, even Lachlan Richardson, still he's um, he's getting to the end of his career, but he's still getting on practice balls every week. Yeah, those boys, and that's why they are so exceptional. You know, that's why I'll, I'll never even be on their level. That you know, they've worked that much harder than me their whole way through. Like. Since I studied up with this business and whatnot, you know, the bull riding slows down because you, you got to be there. Doesn't matter what they do, you, you know, you're used to getting on them so much. Yeah. Actually, one of, what, are, what are probably um, some of your, like obviously being on the road a lot, you would have experienced or been to a lot of nice places. Um, I went to some beautiful places in Montana, Rocky Mountains, um, kayaking down them and that. Have you, did you experience much side of that or? You know, I didn't really get to go do a whole lot of that stuff because I was just so just bull riding focused. I was talking to Caden about like a lot of young fellas that are high, you know, they're all, all they want to do is bull ride. They don't want to, you know, stop back and, you know, look at anything else. And uh, that's exactly how I was. I just sit in that room and I'd rather watch me bull ride 16 times during the weekend than go yeah. and do stuff. And I regret it now. But uh, in saying that, that mentality at the time was probably what was keeping me on them bulls. But, mm. yeah, if I was to go back now, I'd definitely take a step back. But, oh yeah, I've seen some great things and I've seen some bloody dodgy things too. Because mm. that's when we went there, um, we had Big Sky Montana PBR on and they put up the white water after them for us. So we were with, like, um, Loco 
um, Kurt Shepard and Bud Williamson and all them, and um, they took us out on the bus um, to the top of like this um, big water run, and there was like five stages. As you go down, they had the big tube ones, which were about eight people, and then they had um, a couple single ones, and I was like, fuck, I'll go on the single one, you know? And um, so we're going down these stages, and the first one, not too bad, but I was fucking hustling in the old kayak little thing and then second one was getting a bit rough and then i think the third one like it just gets rough big boulders in so like you got to paddle hard and um i think level three fucking i just lost it flipped it and you got a strap like over your knees like a knee board and and because that water's just rushing down the rocky mountains i thought fuck i, I was like panicking and i'm like trying to flip over my legs won't work because they're tied in i'm trying to undo the strap and i'm under the water and it's rushing <laughs> over me i've gone that ain't and it. then i've got up and i took my <laughs> breath and i was like holy all right so the next two stages, I just took a steady the whole way down. I think another fellow was actually on the um, kayak and yeah, he got busted up or fucking had a crash and then didn't want to get back on it. So I think Loco ended up getting on it and going down the rest. But, yeah, it was hectic, eh? But just, yeah, beautiful spots that, you know, even I, well, that I got to experience over over the years between there, Canada and even Australia, you know. Oh, yeah, it's bloody awesome. Fucking, I flew into um, my first UTB was in Fairfax, Washington and... I didn't realise how big Washington is, eh? But mm. I uh, went into Washington, D.C., and it took me a three-hour Uber to get where I was going. So I, I'd seen country just by accident all the time, eh? Yeah, bloody oath. What about you, Caden? You've ever experienced a bunch of bloody... Any nice places on your travels? I think I've even asked yeah. you. Yeah. Look, I can't remember the name of the place, but it was in Oklahoma. Mm. And there's... We, were, we went down to um, Wasey Charles, Bull Riding. Down in Oklahoma, we drove through Texas down there and come back and we were in the Capri camp and so we pulled out on the side of this lake and, you know, had a had a camp there and watched the sun go down over this beautiful lake and there's big mountains in the background. Mm. We're sitting here and there's lights coming up in the back on this mountain and we're like, fuck, we'll go up there tomorrow for a look. And anyway, that we did. We drove up on top of this hill, looked at the lake, come back down, seen a sign to a wildlife reserve. Like, yeah, right. we'll go for a bit of a drive. <clears throat> Seeing prairie dogs, buffalo just on the side of the road and oh, it, it was unreal. Yeah. And we ended up sneaking into a little dam there and had a bit of a flick for some bass. But, um, I never got that yeah. fly fishing the way they, they do it. Did you ever see that over there? Yeah, I did see it, but I'm not. Did you I, didn't I, try it? Yeah, I'm not quick enough for that type of stuff. Yeah, either. they had, I don't know, I couldn't understand. I'd never tried it, but I saw them doing it and that. But I could never understand how they'd actually fish because I'd have a heap of, Keep a line out and, and you just you're a useless fisherman. Just don't. That do is it. true. Even after the last episode with Johnny, I still went out and tried to fish. Caught nothing. Caught nothing. Nah. Well, nothing. I well, I don't really like admitting this, like for the world to hear. But <laughs> if I hook a fish, hey, I won't get it off the hook. I am petrified <laughs> of the buggers. So yeah, I got stabbed by one of its fucking fins there the other day, and I thought it made me bleed. Yeah, well, I didn't know that catfish, bloody, if oh. you step on them or something, you fucking lose your foot. Oh, yeah, they got them coming out their wings and out mm. their fucking Oh, the yeah, their spikes, yeah, they'll get you down, them old dirty caddies. Bloody oath. But, um, yeah, that runs this. We'll go We'll go into it. So if you was a bit of a UFC fan, so they've had a um, good cut. I know nothing about it. Wow. You watch it a bit, eh? I watch it a bit. Did yeah, you watch that last fight? On the oh, weekend? I only got to see the Paddy Pimlet fight, but oh, yeah, it yeah. disappointed me a little bit. It could have gone it, a bit better. Yeah, I, I was a bit I was a bit worried about it because he just come back from um, an ankle surgery and you can see he was holding that up the whole time, but still come away with a win. I mean, the first round was good and then um, I think that ankle was just giving him a bunch of trouble. So, yeah, um, they need to separate him a bit more and 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Josh Emmett knocked out Bryce Mitchell. Did you see that at all? That was savage knockout. No, um, I missed that one. Bryce Mitchell's a country boy over there and um, Josh Emmett, he's probably one of the heaviest hitters in that. I think he's in the flyweight. And, um, yeah, just come up with an overhot, overhand right and just knocked Bryce out. He was having a seizure in that. Like it was a brutal knockout. Um, and, yeah, Paddy obviously beat Tony Ferguson. Um, there, was a, there was two chicks um, banging in the prelims. And they're that was, always the best fight. Oh, mate, these women just absolutely. It would have been fight of the year, but yeah, they just that was blood everywhere. Like they were just they were bad, Perfect. bad cats. And then um, Colby the weak dog, Garmington, he um, he lost against Leon Edwards. Um, Colby talked so much smack, and then he's come in and looked like an absolute amateur. It was boring to watch. It was just putrid. He hadn't been in a fight for three years. I don't even know why they'd give him a title fight. Oh, well, um, I'll give him his next one then. <laughs> yeah. I ain't much good, but you'll probably beat him. Oh, he's like he's like shit. he's like a twenty-time world champion wrestler, and you couldn't even take him down. It was oh, just, really? Yeah, brutal, brutal. But yeah, um, another thing I, I want to fucking touch on. I think it's fucking funny too. Um. Lately, I've been getting a lot of friends requests on, on Facebook by just fake accounts, right? Mm. And I always see, like, mutual friends and I click on them. You can see these women are just fake as fuck. Like, they just made their profile that day or whatever. And then you see all these people that, like, that you're friends with that have just accepted them. And it's, I'm just ne- like, are I you serious? I could nearly name every one of them <laughs> too. It's always the same five. They're just... I'm just like, you thirsty motherfuckers. You ain't like, nothing but a, a horned dog. <laughs> <laughs> like, how can you not figure out that these people are fake or you don't know them? Why, you know, at the end of the day, why accept them? But, like, surely you've got to be smarter than that. They might be the next love of your life. You don't know. Could be a bloke. Could be a bloke. <laughs> Could be a bloke. It's probably more of a chance it's going to be a bloke. Yeah, definitely. But um, another thing, fucking, I've been trying to watch some um, Netflix movies lately. Anyways. Half of the fucking movies I put on, the lips don't match up with like the audio, and it just instantly just fucking grinds my gears. I'm like, I can't yeah. watch this. Nah, can't oh, yeah, it. when it's all delayed and that, it's all delayed, and you're trying to like, and you're trying to watch them talk, and it's just not meeting up. It's like you're trying you? to pause and play it just to try and catch it up, but it never catches up. I don't think it ever catches. I think it's just the way the movie's poorly made. Oh, I don't know. I think my cheap movies. Well, I don't know. They're on Netflix. <laughs> like, surely they're not making any money from it. It's like it's like they've had like a Chinese or a German in the movie in their language, and they've tried putting the English audio over it, and it just—I think that's probably—I think that's probably what they do. But yeah, well, don't worry, I watch a plenty plenty of those movies, like the Squid Games and all that, and just—I it... didn't mind Squid Games. I got through that. Yeah, that's well, the only one. Oh I've, no, I get around them a heap, and uh, Tanika, it just grinds her gears. Like she, oh, she'd near on leave me over it if that's all we could watch. Eh? Like if she gets remote sometimes. Yeah, I even watch movies with the subtitles on. Oh, I've got it. I've, I've got, got it. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think there's a fine line there. People yeah. either can or can't. Yeah. Because I get to hear people say, turn the fucking subtitles off. I'm like, fair bit. I, ne- fuck I nearly think it's a level of maturity. <laughs> it's got to be. <laughs> yeah. It's got to be. I probably wish I didn't focus so much on riding bulls when I was young and learned how to read a bit more. <laughs> no one would have been better for me. Reading and writing isn't your fucking <laughs> high school? No, no, not for me, no. Because you were going to be an electrician at one stage, weren't you? Yeah, nearly finished my apprenticeship before I went to college. So I'm. Um, yeah, I can pretty much do it all. I just got to go back and do me TAFE. But, yeah, nah, fencing's the way, I guess. Mm. Fencing's it. Well, and then um, another thing on, on me drive up here. Blokes with fucking tinsel on their utes. 
Oh, on nah. the ball bars and hanging on the there, and up there, fucking UHF radio. Tell me that's not you, Weasel. It would <laughs> nah, be you. Nah. Fuck, I'm just like, Absolutely come on, Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Same sort of people with the baby on board stickers on the back. <laughs> I better not be you, Caden. <laughs> Definitely not me, no. Or the reindeer antlers. No. I haven't like, seen them yet. Haven't you? Oh, wait, hanging off their door or something? <laughs> oh, no, look, or on the front or on the toe ball or oh, something. Oh, I haven't seen that. Yeah. Or no, the elf. I actually know it's a car. It's not a reindeer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The old elf's legs coming out the back of oh, the car. Oh, that's shit. That's just shit. They just need to grow the <laughs> fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mate, do I fucking give me stresses? So if you're out there and you do it, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make a habit of jerking on those elf's legs, eh? <laughs> <laughs> that is crook. Oh, no. But, um, yeah, going into your um, – you mentioned it before, actually. Someone I want to talk to you about is um, your business. So you started your own business. Yeah, yeah. Where'd that start? Oh, I just, um, I got lucky. My um, dad manages a place up there in the Cape and I just, yeah, had been doing fencing when I wasn't riding and whatnot and I thought, you know what, this is something I'm actually, I feel like I'm good at and I can make a career out of it or not a career forever but, you know, a bit of money now without um, being qualified and going back to my electrical. So, yeah, I just tried to run off it and two years later, yeah, it's going pretty well, got trucks and bobcats and stuff now and just the hardest thing is to keep a fucking worker. But yeah, that's right. Well, I think Caden's looking good for a few days here, but I'd say hire him, but he'd probably bust himself up the first day and he'd be no good to you then from after that. <laughs> or his yeah, no, the black cloud's still falling. I just <laughs> I was fencing for mum and dad actually at their yeah, place. He, and here's your fencing guy. <laughs> yeah, look at the look his hands bandaged up right now from fencing. That's how good he goes. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that was a drama, that one, I'll tell you. And a trip to the hospital. Real good. What did they end up doing at the hospital, do you? Oh, they put stitches in me and they took x-rays and whatnot and they're like, yeah, you got a break in your wrist. I'm like, yeah, that's two years old, that one, and my finger's shattered, top of my middle finger, and they're like, yeah, the top of your middle finger's shattered. I said, that happened two months ago. She's right. Don't worry about it. But You'd have to be in, in an incident once a week. It's getting that way lately, like them cars blowing up, bloody hurting myself, a few trips to the hospital. I don't like the hospital, still don't. Oh, I never have. <laughs> I, 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 whenever I go in there, there's just the smell. I'm just like, get me out of here. Yeah. yeah. So it's, got a, it's, got, it's got a smell. If they made a car freshener with the hospital smell, <laughs> I wouldn't buy it. <laughs> I don't think many people would actually, come to think of that. I think the nurses at work in a lot of time would. No. Make themselves feel at home. I don't know. I don't know. I think they hate it, don't they? I think they. I hate don't it. think anyone here would know the answer. And to actually, be and I think that's a bit of a weird topic to be on. It's sort of like, where do you go from here? <laughs> Talking about hospital scent as an air freshener. <laughs> I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure it's just dead old, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> as long as us, none of us end up in there on the way home, we're it's all it. good. Oh, yeah, you would know right. too, Lane. You would have had a fair share of injuries on. Um, your, in your career. It's up that way. I think we've brought into a segment of this podcast now. Just about, yeah. Because everyone, everyone that we get on is just always in the battle or had, or had something. Yeah. <laughs> Where's yours ended up? Oh, mine's been pretty good. Like, I have broke a fair bit now. Like, I broke my leg bad when I was a kid. and then um, But recently, in the last two years, just ribs. I reckon oh. I've broke... I don't even know how many ribs you have, but I have uh, had one... One wreck there at Brisbane last year and ball jumped on my back then jumped on my chest and it broke, uh, I think, every every rib off my back 
it was completely snapped and then um six on the front on the right side were fractured and <coughs> oh, I'd lay in bed and I was the water bed, you know, I'd just sway in there and oh, it was the worst mm. pain. I I actually was there with Cody Fraser that's in Canada now and I'd send him a me- oh, I was with him and I said, send Tanika a message and say, Yeah, I'm all good but yeah, I was thinking I was dying, eh? Mm. <laughs> like I thought it's the worst thing. I broke all my ribs on my left hand side, and you can't cough, sneeze, no. shit, fart. You go in there, and you and it's just the perfect timing that you're on this medication that blocks you up, <laughs> and then you got to go to the toilet, and you've got broken ribs, and you're like, "Holy hell, this is not you gotta, great." Got to try and get it out somehow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I spoke about I think well, one of the previous episodes is about the ribs when I broke mine. I think it had to be the worst like injury you could possibly get. It's yeah. so painful. No, that torn rib, hands, no rib cartilage, I reckon. Oh yeah. yeah, and your and your sternum, yeah, yeah. That's that's shit. Yeah, that I, shit. I, I could imagine it would be. Yeah, <laughs> I'm getting that old and soft now. If I go kick my toe outside, I'll probably end up in the hospital. I'm tired <laughs> now. Laid <laughs> up in bed. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the same. Yeah. I got on one of Nash's, my little brother's balls there the other day. Oh, this is a fair while ago, and he. Give me a hooking in the chest, and I don't even know if he broke a rib, but Jesus Christ, I carried on for three months about getting on over that. Eh? Like I, did, I did not want to get on another fucking thing. Yeah. And um, so your old man runs a place up north. Yeah. yeah. And you spent a bit of time up there. Yeah, I spent all last year up there um, just uh, establish, getting putting some money away to establish my business. And yeah, I had uh, Tyler Morgan come up there with me, which was really great, and um, Greg Leggett and a few others few wild fellas come up there and a few wild fellas left there but uh we bloody um yeah did a year up there fencing and then this year i said right i wanted to get on a few more bulls so i come home and been lucky enough to score some good jobs around here and yeah and now i'm getting a bit more established i'd like to uh you know make it a bit more of a permanent team and yeah. then hopefully get back overseas and get into it yeah and um yeah so We'll give your business a shout out if there's anyone listening that's chasing some fence, fencing work. Yeah, well, late next year, obviously you're tied up a bit now. Where do they find you if they do? Oh, you pretty much just contact me, just directly. I am. Um, I've gone to make pages before, but yeah, we've just been that fully booked. Just from word of mouth, it's just been unreal. Like I think for two weeks I looked for work, and now yeah, I don't even know when I have my next spacing. It's just. Flat out, and, and that that'd be that'd be um, good to you know just be advertising off word of mouth, and it, um, you know word of mouth is the biggest source of ad- advertisement as it is. So obviously your quali- quality of work is getting out there and getting around to people that you know you're doing a great job for them to be able to want to call you up and, and put you on to do their job mm-hmm. too. Yeah, well, uh, you know I'm trying. I if I wouldn't want to look at it, then they don't want to look at it. So you know you got to put in that extra effort, and um, you know. If I do a bad job, everyone's going to know about it way quicker than if I do a good job. So, yeah, bugger that. Yeah. Today's episode is brought to you by Lazy Tea Westernwear. That's right. They have a vast range of fishing shirts for fishing, T-shirts for T-shirting, hoodies for getting down in the hood, and caps to fit little heads or big heads and more. That's right. And the festive season is upon us. So head over to www.lazytwestern.com.au You might find yourself some Christmas goodies. And that brings us into um, 
the past weekend's rodeo results and it's been an unreal past week for the Aussies. Couldn't get any bigger. Couldn't get any bigger. It's just, I think, like I said last episode, if, you, if you've opened up your socials and you haven't seen what Kyle Hamilton's done, then you, you're not even on socials. <laughs> Everyone's talking about it too. It's massive. At the sale, you know, everywhere you go, there's just people talking about it, eh? So for you guys that live in a box and haven't heard, Kyle Hamilton won the PRCA world title, first Australian ever. Um, he ended up winning the finals aggregate as well. Um, he got busted in the fifth round, come back, just showed how tough we are. I think he spoke on behalf of every Australian. Yeah, definitely. You know, you watch that kid since he was bloody 10 years old and he always just did what everyone else didn't want to do to be there. You know, like he worked harder and he... He got on more balls and doesn't it just show he's just first Australian ever and just unreal. Like, what did he win? Nearly 600,000 in, yep. in a year in the PRCA. That's just yep. unheard of. Yeah, I'll swap your bank accounts <laughs> <laughs> any day of the week. <laughs> but, um, and then straight after that, I'm, sh- I'm, I'm sure he's probably still partying or would be still on the beers. <laughs> You'd have to be. But, um, the next night, Brady ended up winning, um, Unleash the Beast. How good was that? Yeah, that was unreal. He went three for three and <clears throat> rode a ball not many fellas like to get on as well. So, yeah, that was unreal for Brady. And he's quite a humble young lad too. Yeah, and he's another great um, explanation when it comes to Brian. Just loves getting on bulls. We'll get on anything. We'll try hard. There's no quitting. And, and like you just mentioned about Kai, same aspects with Brady. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, you know, they unleash the beast. They're not easy to win. No, the one that I go and do... You know, I'd ride a bull in the first round, and if you if you only rode that one bull, you weren't even looking like being weren't even in the money. No, nothing. You were not get your money to rock up, and that was it. But you yeah. know, he, he's just been killing it all round. Whether it's in the teams or there, he, you know, he deserves it. He's been putting in the work, and he's been spending all his time there. He's good on him. Yeah, yeah. and saying that too, them bulls are no day off, and they unleash the beast. They're the best of the best. They are barking bulls and he is getting on them every weekend and he is covering them. Like he is showing what He's right up in there in the standings too. Like he's yeah, just I think been, he's sitting number four in yeah. the world at the moment now. That's I'm, bloody unreal. I'm pretty excited to get behind him this year. I think he's going to make big moves and, you know, shock a lot of people and, and really show people what he what he can do because, yeah, dang, he's talented. Definitely. Yeah. And um, also on US soil in the past week as well, Troy Dunn inducted into the Radio Hall of Fame. How big's that? Oh, true. Yeah, Hall of Fame. Unreal. Yeah. I'd love to get him on and talk to him, especially about that moment, because that is something that very little bull riders get, even the honour to, to hold or be inducted into and to be able to get that. That just goes to show how good he was. Oh, yeah, buddy. I, well, I've heard things that he bloody rode, you know, 30, 40 bulls in a row it's just unheard of, isn't it? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like his his story would be amazing to hear for anyone really that's interested in even in the Western um, lifestyle because he he done he got on bareback horses. Um, he was he was a boxer. He kind of done every I'd, I'd nearly say every sport there probably is. Yeah, and well, look, Kai Hamilton was one of his proteges, and he's obviously you know it's not just him that's won what he's won. He's of he's. Put that onto the next fellas, and yeah, he the, mentored him yeah. good, eh? Like mm. that meant and just installed that mental toughness into Kai, which really showed in the in the NFR, like in the past week, like what mental toughness can do for you. 
Exactly. And, and, um, and it's good that you say that because I think everyone coming through needs a mentor or a coach, someone to lead them, to keep them away from that bad habits or keep them in the right direction to go to get to that point in their career. Yeah, definitely. And they need to be – they need to have their goal and wherever their goal is, that that's what they're aiming for. Well, that someone to push them for that goal, you know. Every goal might be different. You might want to be a UFC star, so you do a different thing to me through the week to be a bull rider, but whatever mm. you're doing, you're doing it for that purpose. And that's right. And, and no one's going to help you there at the end of the day as much as yourself. You know, you've got to back yourself with whatever it is you're doing um, in life, whether it's a, a business um, – whether it's getting to the top of your sport and your hobby or whatever it is, you, if you're not backing yourself and pushing yourself and have that goal, that light at the end of the tunnel to aim towards, then you'll never get there. And anyone that says they can't, well, then they're not putting in enough. You know, if you want to win the world title, you make sure if your last $1,500 is going to get you to the fight to America and spend your last 15 Exactly. Even if you got to eat fucking pasta, boil up pasta with a bit of fucking salt and tomato sauce for <laughs> a week, then that's what you got to do. Because <laughs> I think everyone's got a story that, that has made it that, you know, in something like that where you ended up broke. Like you look at all, even all the big stars, they've always ended up to a point where they're scratching dollars, nearly homeless to get to somewhere where they've got to be because they're backing themselves. Yeah, well, there was that one weekend there was Tyler, Tyler and yourself there and... um. I checked my account when I left home. I had five hundred bucks, and and I got to the pay for the motel room. My card declined, and Tyler bloody forked out my half, and he gave me a um, noms money. And we did three rodeos that weekend. I think I won junior and novice at all three of them. And you boys picked up money in the opens, and they come back. Loaded. I was like richest man in Australia. I think it happened a lot. Tyler's sitting off here to our side shout at you, Tyler. But um, even back in our rodeo days, um, when we're like we're going real hard, we'd be broke. Just get enough for fuel. Sometimes we'd be worrying how we're going to pay our entry fee. Sometimes I'd have to even call up mum and say, hey, "I just need to borrow some money for entries." I was that broke. I think they're the times in your life where you really excel because every time that I've had to borrow like money off me mother to pay me entry fees. I've always made money in the bull riding and then been able to pay her back and then got money to get home. And I think it was the same like with Tyler over there. There's times like, you know, where we'll broke between us and then he'll make some money and then it'll get us home other than that. But we were that dedicated to going. It didn't matter how we got home. It was just how we got there. 100%. How good were the grey Hilux days when we had to... <laughs> We had a, um, what we, what's it, six-seater Hilux yeah. and we would jam eight of us in the bus today. <laughs> yeah. We would go and go. And, and that wasn't just down the road. That'd be like New South Wales, like a, like a you know, 30-hour round trip. Oh, yeah. Remember that day we were coming back from casino and the cops pulled us up because <laughs> the gear bags were falling out of the car because we were just overloaded that far. and <laughs> Had no straps on them. On, on, on like any of the gear bags, they pulled us over and they just like looked and they're just gone. Idiots. <laughs> they said, go up here about 300 meters to the left. I think there was a Bunnings. Go grab a net. And they let us off. Yeah. And we even had Cole, my brother, driving, and he could not drive at the time. He was on his learners. He was on his learners. He, he can't drive now. Sorry, sorry, Colo, but you're fucking wild. But yeah, he'd bloody. Uh, he was driving and the, he was too scared to pull over for the police. He was doing nothing wrong. He just wasn't driving very well. It sucked. It sucked in that aspect. I was going. I went down to um, Tamworth Iron Cowboy. I think it was, and um, the Friday night, Timsy had a show on at Clifton down by the border. So I was like, right, I'll go down and I'll do this bull ride. So I went down there, then left there, drove straight through to Tamworth, done that event, 
turned around. I had um, Benny Moran with me at the time and then um, and Jimmy McLennan actually was with me as well. We went down there and we've turned around, we're driving back and we're picking up Jack and Boston from Warwick. So we picked them up at about 2 or 3 in the morning and then we kept driving still another seven hours back home. And um, we literally got to Benarabi from Calliope, so about 10 minutes from home and Copper pulls us up. And I was driving. Um, ben still had his P plates on, so we, we switched driving during dark and I just jumped in and just sent it. Didn't even think. Anyways, the um, Copper pulled us up. Anyways, this motherfucker... He he had us take the car seats off the fucking car to check to make sure that they were um, like the right seats for the vehicle. Checked all over the vehicle and then didn't give me a um, fine for the P plates because I was an open driver anyway. Looked in the back of the ute, no gear bags were tied down. So he fined, he fined me for that, which was still like fucking $500. And I'm like, you're all kidding me. I've had no sleep in like 48 hours. I've just been driving from Friday morning back to Sunday morning. And I was just, I was off it. I was off it. And it's one thing I hate is getting fines. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Even the other night, like um, not last night, the night before, we were sitting there at at Moffat's place and anyway, there was it, like Murphy Road, no one drives down Murphy Road and this little Sheila had rolled her car at the end of the road who no one knew. Anyway, and we sitting there and then this dodgy looking car drove down the road and just had headlights and... And, and no taillights, and we're like, wait, what's going on here? Drove down there, like, just to make sure everything was all right. Yeah. Because the Sheila owned the house that she rolled her car into was, was home alone. So we went down there. It's a cop car without taillights. Anyway, and then so we've walked over, like, hey, bud, like. Citizen's rest. <laughs> yeah. Get on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was ready to cuff him up. Anyway, <laughs> we're like, is that, like, that cop car, what happened to your taillights? And he's like, what are, you, what are you talking about? What are you, cop? And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he said, you know, they're, they're not working. That's why we come down because we've seen, seen a sus-looking car. Anyway, and he's like, oh, shit. Oh, look, mate, yeah, yeah. Jeez, it mustn't have, you know, genuine accident, you know. And I was like, yeah, well, that's that's usually how it goes. <laughs> yeah. But we still cop a fine, brother. Yeah. Yeah, that's stupid, eh? They can be sneaky, but um, talking about that sneaky um, thing, Shout out to Burks if you're listening. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was I was living with um, Burks in Canada and Kyle, and um, it, was, it was in Lamont, kind of a sketchy place. There was always a lot of um, shady shit going on. Anyways, um, Burks was up at a bride on the um, this one night, and then the next night we'll go into another bride. I was I was meant to be heading there straight from the ranch. Burks was going from the one to the other bride. Anyways, I'm there with my girlfriend at the time. At this place, and um, we'd been having a lot of trouble with people trying to break in and that. And we got these savage dogs. We had these savage dogs that anyone coming, they'd just snig onto their ankle. Like mm-hmm. that was savage. Good. And um, anyways, it's about two in the morning, and this and blue, this dog was just going off. And I look out the window, and I see these fucking tail lights, and I've gone get fucked, righto. And blue's just fucking losing. And if blue knows anyone, he, he he's fine. So I've got this big ass fucking knife. And I've gone, fuck. And I see it go down to the shed and then the lights disappear. And then I hear all this rattling going down there. I've gone, fuck, someone's breaking in. I've got to fuck. This is my time. This is my moment in life to man the fuck up. <laughs> I don't know how many people are out there. But... So I go out and um, I get blue because it was in like the um, little room before you go outside because of all the windows and they got a little heater room where you put your um, shoes and everything. So I've opened I was like, 
get him blue. <laughs> and he's running out and he's just going off and I've gone righto. So I'm walking down, I'm watching over my left shoulder, back over my right shoulder, and I'm walking down like righto, these cunts come out. I'm going to have to stab him. Like, I've got a knife, <laughs> I can't, like, not. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, I'm seeing it. Hopefully, they don't have a gun. I'm walking down there and then blue's in the garden to me right, just goes in there and he's fucking blowing up. Anyways, this thing just jumps out of me. Oh, yeah. I've just turned around with a knife and just put it up and here's Burks. And I'm like, because I called him before and I was like, are you home? He's like, nah, man, I'm going to the other bride. Like, you know, like I was meant to. I was like, oh, yeah, right. So I didn't think it was him because I thought he would tell me straight away. <laughs> he was just in stitch. He's like, fuck, I thought you were going to stab me then. I was like, bro, so I was committed. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally committed because we had, um, I'd always get a phone phone call from Burks when someone would rock up out the front because it was shady ass. And then like, me and Burks would meet up out the front, full on commando, make a game plan. Burks, like, this one, this one day, Burks, all right, I'm going to go around here and this. So he's like, you stay here, and if they jump out, you just fucking all like, righto. So I'm fucking commando army crawling through this cars parked up there, and then Burks fucking sneaks over, and then taps on the window, and they just drop the gear down, and just send it flat. Fuck, <laughs> like, it was fucking crazy. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> But um, now nah, bring well brings us to the up and coming rodeo draws, and um, like it's still there's not really much to going on winding down to the end of the year. But there's a pro rodeo on down in South Australia, Carrington, and um, we haven't touched on this one yet. But um, look, I'm going to put in my matchup, and I'm going to run with um, Lane Harnash Bowen with stitches. They got just over two head. Um, Actually, Lane was telling me earlier, you've been on, you're on this bull earlier in the year. Yeah, I got on him. He's a little black bull of Woodles. And, yeah, he's right there in the pin. And he, he means it, eh? He's a good little bugger to get on. And, but, yeah, he's a rideable bugger. I, I reckon yeah. Lane, Lane will get by him. Yeah, I've seen Lane ride a bit and he rides pretty good. So, um, then he's got um, Golden Boy in the second round. So, yeah, hopefully he's feeling good and will come through. What, what's your picks there, Lane? Yeah, I got my man Rhino, Anthony Ryan. He's, you know, he's a bloody... He's a tough bull rider, and he will he will either ride them square as, or he'll hang down the side and make sure they get done. He's got um a bull called Cookie Monster in one round, and uh, Triple Two in another. You know, Rhino's a good fella, and yeah, he will not quit till his head hits the ground. Yeah, move over to Caden. I think Caden's leading the fucking pick so far. Where are you going? All right, I'm going to go with Jackson Field. He's uh, from up Townsville ways. Um, he's got Wolf Pup and Shortcut. I've been on Shortcut actually at the start of the year. He's a good little bull, and um, I reckon Jackson's got a fair chance of riding him. Fucking oaf. Where you going, Weasel? Well, look, I'm not too familiar with too many of the uh, names on here. Which name tickles your fancy? It can be the bull that tickles your fancy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the, the boogeyman. Who's on here? Lane Heatherton. Oh, yeah. 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 I don't know him. What's he like, all right? He's all right. Yeah, yeah he rides yeah. a few. Yeah. Who's who's the boogeyman? Uh, they're, I think they're all Woodles. And, all um, Woodles bulls. I haven't actually been on any Woodles bulls, but from what I see, they bark. Yeah, and they bark and some of them are big bastards. They yeah, w- they got that like, same thing as Canada. They got that bit, bit colder winter down there, yeah, so yeah. they breed them a bit bigger. Yeah, your yeah. groins know about them when you get off them anyway. <laughs> I, I can yeah, imagine I've seen them in their lumps. They'd be putting the feed into them. It's funny, but when you see little Sammy Woodle, like you know, he's so small and he's getting on his his grandfather's bulls, like he just looks like a fly up there. But that fly can fucking spur a ball. (laughs) Yeah, but now that leads us into the hotline, the cowboy hotline. Uh, It's coming through as it goes. But before we get into, I want to touch on something that's 
you know, really disappointed me was um, <laughs> we had, we've had some kids call up the line just talking other shit. Just <laughs> running other kids down. They're mini bull riders, probably if that. And um, look, it's something that we're not about. I'm not going to play it, play them because it's just utter, utter crap. But it's something that, um, yeah, we're not about here. Like we're, we're the rewrite. We're all about, you know, helping people come through, taking chances. Positive you know, vibes. Exactly. If, there, if, there's, if there's a bigger opportunity or if you're set back and to step forward and take that rewrite or take that better opportunity, that's what we're about. So, you know, that stuff that, that I listened to was just, you know, poor quality stuff. And, you know, if some, you're going to run something down, run down Bunnings. Or the or the roadworks or <laughs> yeah. something like that. It's it's some, don't don't run people mm. or individuals down. It's, exactly, it's disappointing to see. And it, and it, and it's it's just the same as you know old old local Joe getting on a ball and you know if he's got his spurs on backwards. Don't get me wrong, we'll fucking have a laugh about it. But we're always going to be between all of us. He'll be the first ones to go up to him and go, "Hey, bud, his spurs are on backwards," and give him a hand because that that there might be the changing point in his career. Or, you know, just to help him achieve whether – it might be just a little goal. It might be something not as big as, you know, like Lane winning the rookie of the title, but it might be just be something. And, you know, and I think it's the same with, like, these younger kids coming through. Somewhere they got to take a step back and, like I was saying about your mentoring, and instead of thinking that they're the best, they need to listen to the older people and, you know, and, and learn, not run, not start getting into that um, – into that aspect of thinking you're better than everyone with a big head because that's not going to get you too far in, in this industry. Yeah, that's right. And like we've touched on it in a previous episode in like appearance, like there's kids like that that do run people down and whatnot. They're rocking up in T-shirts and skate shoes and laying yourself, you know, you're not an advocate for that. You dress and you're there as a cowboy, not nothing else. I think any of these kids that, you know, want to, Especially, I see it a lot in the mini bull rides, you know, and they get jealous of, you know, the other fellow that did good that weekend and this and that. And, you know, at the end of the day, if you're worried about what they're doing, you're not doing what you're doing. And that's a winning attitude is a winning attitude, whether it's you that won or your mate. And then you go back and you go, right, I'll be better. And next week we'll be on, we'll be on opposite ends of the table. And titles aren't won by one person, you know. Everyone's going to have a crack. Everyone's going to, like, you put your hand in your bull rope. You're getting on your ball, so yeah. make sure you're not worried about what the next fella's doing. Mm. Just do what you're doing, and then support everyone else. Yeah. One day's a diamond, one day's a dust. Like that's just how it goes. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, I was just want to touch on that because I was real disappointed in <clears throat> to hearing that, and you know we're not people to accept that um, that kind of stuff. You know we're we're better than that. We don't want to hear it, and I think you guys, if you have that m- mindset that you want to do it, don't do it around here. We don't want to hear it. Yeah, but, don't run people down. Yeah. Help them. Don't be a bully, mully mully. <laughs> yeah, let's <laughs> <laughs> let's run in this hotline see what you you guys have been bringing into us. <laughs> Boys, you already know who it is. It's a slippery dickery, RJ. <laughs> anyway, fellas, oh, I was at the Fairburn Dam there on the weekend. Fired a fucking little poly boat, 15 horsepower fucking motor. We're out in the water, we've drunk fucking two cartons of fucking these powers gold shit. <laughs> Anyways, we go back in to land, we grab some fucking more grog and we head back out. Shout out to John, Birdie and little Cooper Meek who joined me on this adventurous little trip. 
Anyway, we're fucking driving around, mate, blind as bats, fucking pissed as parrots, checking people's pots. We caught a few. It was a good day. Anyway, I take the boys for a piss on the bank. We get back in the boat. We drive back out in the middle, and the storm comes. This humongous big fucking cyclone Jasper-looking motherfucker. It hits us. We're in this little boat. Four big fucking biggest men in Australia. <laughs> anyway. So what happens is I'm driving, I'm blind, I don't know what's going on. I think it's fucking funny. The other boys, mate, fucking freaking out, thinking they're going to die. They kick me out of the fucking driver's seat. We near tip the fucking boat, mate. I'm talking, this is deadliest catch fucking, <laughs> like, waves and shit. Like, hectic <laughs> as fuck. I wouldn't take me fucking... Container ship out and that shit. Anyway, we get back to the bank. And, mate, it was just... You had to be there to fucking believe it. It was unreal. Shout out to the boys. I actually thought I wasn't going to... So you run out of time there. But <laughs> try and keep it under two minutes, first of all. Your stories. But I want to... I want to fucking give a shout out to Powers Gold. Have you ever had it? Oh, yeah. It's shit out. Well, I mean, <laughs> those that haven't had it, I'm going to explain to you what it's like. It's like getting a gold can, pouring half of it into a cup, and then getting half a VB and pouring that into the cup, other cups, stirring it, and then having a swill. Yeah. But it's, it's not bad cold, but then the next morning, brother, that's what hurts. Oh, oh. The next morning. <laughs> me, 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 brother, and shout out to Colby Schroeder, which is, I was working for him. With uh, RJ there, who just called in. Shout out to RJ, not a bad lad. Slippery dipperly. Last <laughs> one. I couldn't even say that. <laughs> yeah. Last fella should be driving a boat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. Let alone driving a dozer. <laughs> Fuck, that was a show. <laughs> we bloody caught a paddock on fire, me and him, and he, yeah, it was a show. But anyway. <laughs> oh, like, we were, we were changing out bloody a track change, like, the rollers underneath your tracks on a dozer there, me, my brother and old Colby. And um, Colby's bought a carton of Powers Gold. No way of keeping them cold. And, oh. um, yeah, that's how we changed some rollers out and fucking needless to say, it was rough. The beers were left there. Ew. Bet that. the dozer was too. <laughs> no, we got him. Yeah, well, actually it was because we had about fucking 80 mil of rain. Caught that one. We were doing it in the muddy mud. That was not fun. <laughs> All right, moving on. Fuckers, how you going? Anyway, I'm up here spinning some spanners in the middle of fucking nowhere. She's as hot and as dusty as a midget's ball bag. But anyway, what do you call a dog with no legs? I'll give you a second. Don't know. Nah, nah nothing you dopey cunt. He's probably where you left him. Okay, boy? Because <laughs> he's got no legs, he can't move. <laughs> <laughs> How do you not get that? <laughs> That's like an uh, Alan Tankard joke, that is. Yeah. <laughs> straight, straight out of the M-rated fucking dad joke book. Yeah. Right, moving on. Evening there, gents. Biscuity for another Cowboy Hotline yarn. So, um, hemorrhoids. Strange sort of little things that go inside <laughs> your guts. And then you think that. <laughs> so, unfortunately, I didn't know how 
they test for them. I thought, you know, you go in there, doctor, blood test you, make sure it's just hemorrhoids and whatever else. No. This motherfucker stuck his finger up my dot and held me there. I was never going to call the cops. That fucking frightened. And he goes, oh, you have hemorrhoids. I said, oh, boy, thanks, bud. You violated me, told me I had hemorrhoids. Yeah, 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 take a seat. I went, no, there's no way I'm taking a seat after you stuck a finger in my dot. Yeah, boys, let me know what you reckon about hemorrhoids. Catch you. Finger in the dot and a hemorrhoid. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Can't say I've had one. Nah, they're not great. Nah, I haven't <laughs> oh, had one. Them. <laughs> yeah. Not long ago either. Not long ago. Oh, what happened? Nah, it was Did you just... get a finger in the dot? Nah, no, I didn't. Oh. But oh, but bugger. when you were doing a, doing, a, <laughs> doing a certain thing, thing you, you felt the lump and it hurt. And... Um, yeah, so anyway, it eventually went away. It eventually went away. Aria, Tyler Morgan's sitting here. He can't even hear the phone call. <laughs> but Tyler, just yell out, mate. Who do you think would have called with the stupidest thing that you could have said from west of here? Biscuit. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I'll, I'll, I'll expose myself. When I, when, I, when I split my kidney and I was in hospital... I already had the catheter in. We've spoken about that shit time. Yuck. But I was 16 and the doctor comes in and he goes, all right, well, we're going to um, check you for prostate. And I said, well, how the fuck do you do that? And as he's doing that, he's, oh. there's his glove. Oh. And I've gone, oh. get fucked. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, no, you know, we've got to do it. I was like, fuck me. About time. <laughs> <laughs> I've been so, waiting for this. <laughs> He's lubed, lubed it up and I'm just sitting there with tears in my eyes. Just literally, to, like, I've already had a catheter and I'm like, like nothing worse. Not, like, this cannot get any worse. And, yeah, fucking, I was like, fuck, this is shit time, You've man. Been I was, I did. Front ways, back ways. Dude, I don't know, have you ever had it? Because I, I did feel violated. I was like, this is fucking shit house. I've had mm. neither of them. No, no catheter, no finger up the doit. Uh, I'm still virgin. <laughs> <laughs> you weasel um, No, no I haven't had me prostate checked But I'm going to expose myself a little <laughs> bit here It's not It's not, it's not going to be in adult life Because we don't talk about that But when I, was, when I was little Like I'm talking five and four I used to have a habit of um, Sticking your own finger up No, no No, I wasn't that adventurous just yet Anyway, it's actually a funny yarn I I, I told um, last night at a table full of beers Anyway, my first scar Like my first proper scar that I had to have stitches with Right, so when I was little I used to have a habit of getting constipation (laughs) And my mum had these fucking tablets That you actually had to insert in your anus Anyway, and I just had a blue with her at four years old in the bathroom. <laughs> not fucking having that. And anyway, she held me down and slammed it in my dot and I've got up and punched her window <laughs> and broke it and then, yeah, got me first ever little scar there. <laughs> and I remember driving to Blackwater Hospital from Dingo and I just looked at mum and I was fucking aged. <laughs> anyway, so that's a... That's the closest thing to... And now you're into it all the time. Yeah, yeah. 20 years later. <laughs> Won't take them orally, just takes them up the door. Yeah. <laughs> Have a couple of rams after the sale yards and yeah, yeah. just fucking let anything go away. 
Speaking uh, of the sale yards, what are they doing? Oh, mate, look, we've had the last sale for the year last year, uh, last week, sorry. And so there's no more store sales or prime sales or anything like that. Um, a couple of months ago, the market was at an all-time low and in comparison was probably nearly comparable to the 70s. Like it was, you know... Yeah, with, Taren knows all yeah, about it. <laughs> poor Taren knows all about it. But, you know, you think about, you know, when you've got cows selling for 11 cents a kilo and whatnot and then you think about the price of fuel and, and all of the logistics and everything, it was very comparable to, to back in the Depression there. And then... Then it spiked there probably a month ago or a bit over a month ago. It um it spiked and you know steers got out to four dollars fifty again and it was looking great. And then that um the sort of in your kill run they the the buyers started winding the job back again and um yeah we're sort of at a bit of a low again now and which doesn't isn't real flash when we're finished at a low for this year coming into into the new year. But anyway, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, hopefully the rain will pick it up. Shout out to the rain. Yeah, yeah fucking <laughs> my, my bud, yeah. Yeah, well, my <laughs> daughter only goes to sleep to the sound of rain. So, yeah, keep it coming. <laughs> keep it coming. Yeah. So that basically winds us up again for episode five. So, um, yeah, thanks for coming on, Lane. It was, it was a good chat. It was a pleasure. Uh, thank you, boys. I bloody was a bit nervous there at the start, but the beers obviously helped me roll on, eh? Yeah, settled into it. <laughs> I haven't. I'm not one to you know talk out a line or anything. So. Actually, before we go, where where you're at next? Are you, yep. uh, my next bull ride. You mean? Yeah. Uh, it's here at the Western on um, the thirtieth. Um, yeah. Hopefully, get on some good bulls there, and yeah, just take home a good ten grand check or something. You know. Yeah. So yeah. best of luck. Yeah. yeah if you're out there listening, Great Western Hotels. Where to be? The thirtieth. Come Sport Lane. Yeah. Um, um, just before we go, too, have you got any future goals that you're wanting to achieve or you've achieved everything you've wanted to achieve? Oh, trust me, I, my my goals have changed every year as I got older. When I was bloody 13, I thought I'd be a world champion and, you know, Australian champ, uh, then a rookie of the year in, in America where it pays a fair bit to be a rookie of the year and then an Australian champion, but at the end of the day, my only goal now is to get on every bull and get off it and, you know, no, I give it a, give it a hundred percent, and uh, hopefully, bloody win a fair bit more. But uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm just my goals now in life and my family and my business, and uh, and you know, just riding bulls good and having a fucking good time doing it. Bloody oath, no, yeah. all the best to the future, mate. You're you're a bloody yeah, perfect role model. Oh, yep. Thank you, boys, Thanks. for having me. Thanks for coming on, mate.